This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Incubator Podcast. We are joined by Dr. Brianna Bartoni and Dr. Aaron Rose. How are you guys? Doing well. Very good. <laughs> um, tell us a bit, um, what are your respective roles uh, with the CHNC? Uh, so I am the CIQI Program Manager for CHNC. I've been in that for about three years now. So I'm responsible for being Project Manager for the QI Collaborative at CHNC. And I am actually the um, CHNC, CIQI, and all fellow. Uh-huh. Um, so have been there for about a year and a half. That's awesome. Good. You know, we were just, just talking about some of the projects that, that the CHNC has done from a QI perspective. Um, so that we have the opportunity to learn a little bit more about the infrastructure. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the infrastructure. Then we can about how you're First fellow was so. I, I would say there's some major points inside the infrastructure. Um, myself, not to call myself a major point, but uh, I, I'm, I work with two specific entities inside of our QI infrastructure. One being our steering committee. That committee would be responsible for looking at the topics that we want to entertain for QI collaboratives, and then after we have gone through a process to to establish what the collaborative is going to be. We work with what we call a project management team, a planning committee. And Brianna, being a, a member and having gone through that the first time, I'm sure she can tell you some, some good stories about that. But that's more focused around the actual collaborative itself and the operational logistics of it. And I've been really impressed by how many projects are ongoing. Um, so how, how, are, how do you triage? How <laughs> project needs to be done next? And... You know, engaging the different institutions and in which projects are important to them. So I, I wouldn't be a quality professional if I didn't tell you that we were doing small tests and evaluating how we go about doing that all the time and determining if there's a better way. Yeah. Um, but to date, what we traditionally do is do a call for projects that are of interest to member sites uh, with CHNC, and then we evaluate them based on established criteria, mm-hmm. the interest to those sites, the, the impact that we believe it can have for the patients and families, and once we've evaluated that, we score them out and make a selection. The, the big big thing we want to make sure that we do is choose things that are of interest and are going to be engaging for the sites when they participate. Um, that helps us with the buy-in 
but it also helps with the collaborator itself because the power of the collaborators really come from the members. I love that you've been able to tell on that. I think people who are not engaged work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe have this misperception of what this, the science rigorous science and study. Uh, and you know, I think it's so important. Yes, and you have mentioned this kind of standard. Again, quality professionals, we, we love organization out of chaos, perhaps. And so, creating the standards and then living to them is really what creates the problem. So, uh, again, I think it also helps buy in, and that's can't stress enough how crucial that is to have folks engaged in the work, participating, and then sharing across institutions because that's where the learning and the real magic is. So, this is no small. Does that mean you're also a fellow, a NICU fellow, or no, not? So, I finished NICU fellowship five years ago. Um, and so as the, the fellowship, the CIQI fellowship was designed, um, you have to be in TCAN. And so as a partnership with TCAN, and so you have to be within that first seven years out of fellowship. So I started about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the application process was in fall of 2021. And then I started the uh, program in March of 2022 um, and then have been a part of it since. So you would have to be within that first few right. years. Um, you can apply if you're in fellowship also. Um, we tend to make these leaps so quickly, like, oh, it's a fellowship, so it's for fellows. And so it's it's important to understand that you can apply from fellowship all the way through an uh, early career. Yes. Uh, so that's important. And how long do you get to be the fellow? So that's a great question. <laughs> so I hope everyone has stuck with me for a long time. Um, so the fellowship is designed around one of the CI. So I, so there's a, um, a lot of design that went into it and a lot of different things that the fellowship was able to take on. And a lot of it is, is the learning that goes along with the fellowship. So part of what was really big to me was I, I felt like what, what Aaron was just talking about, how a project was before I came into this, yeah. right? And um, I've been able to learn a lot through the leaders, through Aaron, about how that process developed and how the project comes to be and, and why that project was selected. Um, and then, so the fellowship itself, um, for me, will go through the um, end of this project home. so the current ciqi project or initiative that we're... how um what prompted you to want to take this on that's a good question um so i uh, my background i did actually a quality and safety leadership fellowship close to my neurotology fellowship so it overlapped with my neurotology fellowship so i was really interested in, in quality and safety um and even with that experience i felt what what i was really lacking was the so how does quality work as a, as a collaborative? And how can we make change not just at your institution, but how can we get people to buy in and be on board um, to make change and impact these And so what really interested me, me to this was, how does this work? What can I learn from a quality standpoint about this? Say it has far exceeded every expectation I what have you learned about how the QI project is selected? Yeah, so, so I've learned that there is a very rigorous, like you were talking about, there is a rigorous selection process. So at the beginning, um, you know, there's a call for projects, but one of the, or a couple of the criteria that are really important are making sure that, you know, CHNC is the collaborative, the collaborative is, is, is amazing, but there's also a... Right. 
And so the data that goes into it, a big part of the selection is, can we use the data that we have as a part of the database? Um, so that's a really important part of it. The other part of it is like um, some of the buy-in and making sure that the project is hitting multiple populations. So it's easy, I think, you know, in a children's hospital, we have a lot of sort of subpopulations. Um, so it's easy essentially to hit maybe one of those or two of those, but part of the project selection is also, can we make sure that we're having the biggest impact? Right. For people who are interested in following in your footsteps, what was the process uh, like when you brought this up to your institution and what kind of reaction did you get? Is it Was it one of support? Was it one of, well, you're supposed to be trained? Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? So I will say that I am extremely blessed in that my institution was extremely um, And so this actually came out, and I, I had um, Dr. Toby Yanowitz, who was um, one of the uh, one of my partners at Pittsburgh, who said, "Hey, I saw this, and I think that this might be a great thing to interpret." And so the application process came forward. Um, so before I applied, I went to leadership to the to the chief at that time and said, hey, I'm really interested in this. This is what I think that this would do for me personally and my growth personally. And this is how I think that this is going to help our institution. That's too smart way of doing it. <laughs> right? So I like, get that QI background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried, I tried a little bit of that because I think that's important, right? So this has been incredibly helpful personally. And when we talk about building a QI portfolio um, and promotion, right? Like, this is an incredible thing for that. And I think also from this, I'm able to bring a lot back to the institution. I've learned so much about just CHNC. So since you said that your institution was strong support, can you say which institution? Was? <laughs> so I'm at uh, University of Pittsburgh. Very nice. Yeah. Are the way? Uh, yeah, so home is uh, on milk um, and it is initiative to increase the rates of maternal parental um, breastfeeding at discharge. It is in line with some of the U.S. news. So I think when we here, talk a little bit about the leaders. And some of that helps because most of the institutions are participating, or many of them are participating in U.S. news. Right. And this is one of the metrics. Um, and so, uh, yes, yeah, so Project Home is, is working on it. I don't think I could have said that better myself. For institutions who are trying the same thing. Um, so we have a number of different things that we're looking at. One of the big things is education. So I think that um, Bev, when she was up here before, I talked a little bit about um, how the metrics are designed and how they're put together and how we make recommendations. And the sites can decide to adapt what they're able to do based on mm -hmm. um, the current site. And so the big things that we're looking at are education from their physician or APP staff um, to the lactating parent within seven to two hours. Um, so making sure that we're touching base with them. We also have education uh, from staff in general. And so that may look differently depending on where that is, whether that's lactation support, whether that is nursing staff that able to do that. We are looking at skin to skin care. breastfeeding for the first or so having the first four feed be breast. Bev is looking for her phone. <laughs> Sorry. I, no. No, that's why. She was looking at these papers and I could sense that she was like, maybe it's underneath there and I uh, decided to put her uh, yeah. Just a, a, an important term that she stated was targeted 
first thing that was needed to highlight is that we understand that sites are at different places when they join these collaboratives. There's some that perform very, very well already when they join and they just want to either maintain or move it to that next level. And there are other sites that, that aren't in that same space. And so we acknowledge that as part of the collaboratives. We don't expect everyone to get to the same finish line inside of the collaborative. We want them, as Brianna said, do what you can where you're at and, and learn from those who perhaps are performing better. Again, that's not a good collaborative. But if you're starting, you know, at a lower point, don't don't aim for, you know, trying to be number one at the end of the collaborative. We're aiming for improvement. It's really the Make sure that individuals are striving to improve, not necessarily be best in class as part of the Two questions about that. Then, does that mean that a project is never really finished? There's always an opportunity to go back. And because, like you said, uh, maybe you're performing at a very high level, maybe you're not. But if you're if you're not, then there's always room to say, hey, let's do this again and keep keep improving. Brianna knows this about me. I have really corny quotes sometimes. When Go I ahead. Talk about quality improvement. I've got a and, and a, a much wiser person than me once said, "Quality improvement is exactly like Jello. There's always room for more." Um, <laughs> so, and I think that's true in this yeah. regard. You know, it, we we always want to be better than what we were the day yeah. before, um, and you're always working as a quality improvement professional. You're working to put yourself out of the job, knowing that realistically, it's never happen because there's always something else. So um, I think that's important to recognize because if you, if you aren't say best in class, it's easy to put yourself down because you're not. And really you need to reflect on the positive of what you're doing in the quality improvement work. And I think we've taken that. Yeah. There's been some very interesting data about this showing that no matter where you rank, there's always a timeline for catching up. So it's there. You just you just need to stay on track, and you will catch up. Like it is proven. So I could not agree with you more. There's one thing I want to highlight about the collaborative that I think is uh, really important, and something that's that's unique for the for the sites that are participating is really these huddle phone calls. And so twice a month we have what we call huddle huddle calls that we have facilitators for. And it's an opportunity for, for us to bring up kind of discussion points. And yeah. It's really for people to go back and forth and have discussions and can bring up like what are your local struggles? What are you struggling with? And there's other sites that are on there that, that may be doing that really well and they have ideas. And I think in terms of kind of the takeaway that those clinical practice recommendations are great. And those huddle calls really are really everything to sell. Oh, yeah. Know that I have a specific story as of right now. I'm just going to reiterate that point, which is the learning and sharing. When I keep talking about the magic, that's really what I'm referring to. Um, everyone is really learning from each other. So 
opportunities for that minor or major breakthrough is hearing one other person say, you know what, we had that this is what we did. You may want to try it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, the, again, the real power of everyone coming together. And quality improvement doesn't happen without learning. So this is really just creating a foundation. Brianna, does that mean then on Aaron's point that as your fellowship ends, you'll be mentoring new fellows and they'll be like bit in a Tolkien fashion, like the fellowship of the QI? I'll answer for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want to do one? Uh, one? And the thing that's been really neat that I've said about the leadership and the hearing have been so open to say that, you know, oh, we're, we're thrilled that this is going really well and we want to know what's going on. So, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think that's an important, important discussion to have off of the no, no, Aaron, Brianna, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICUPodcast. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.